Sambulavinaka and welcome to Pacific Waves. I'm Moira Tuila Epitela. The head of Fiji's Women's Crisis Centre says it's shocking that two prominent Fijian men are advocating for a convicted rapist to be allowed to play rugby. Tevovo Rugby's publisher, Colden Kamea, and veteran TV sports commentator, Satish Narayan, expressed their support in a video blog and an opinion column this month. They're calling for former National Sevens player, Amenenoni Nasila Sela, to be allowed to represent the prison warden's team at local competitions as part of his rehabilitation. Nasila Sela is serving an eight year jail term for raping a 24-year-old woman in December 2018. His participation at Fiji Rugby Union's sanctioned tournaments has become a recurring issue and fueled debate about rugby players receiving special treatment even when they're behind bars for committing serious crimes like rape. The Fiji Women's Crisis Centre Coordinator, Shami Ma'ali, says Mr Kamea and Mr Narayan's perspective on the issue is a reflection of what other men of status would be thinking in the country. Ms Ali says they don't know enough about the issue and are sending out the wrong message to the people. She's urging both men to speak to organisations like hers first, before talking about rape. She spoke to RNZ Pacific Regional Correspondent Calvin Anthony about what such sentiments from men with societal clout mean for the victims. Well, I really didn't expect it, especially from Calden Kamea, because, uh, you know, Calden and us, uh, Crisis Centre, we have worked together on the Uprising Sevens and so on. And uh, the whole idea for us to work in partnership was was to end violence against women and girls, and that's rape, domestic violence, and so on. And for someone who is uh, often so level-headed, that was a bit of a shocker. Um, and even a senior journalist like uh, Satish Narayan, uh, you know, the fact that these are prominent men in our communities, and they are talking like this, excusing, it's about rugby over rape, that's what I call it. So why do you think that uh, these views are by, you know, these well-educated and really prominent uh, individuals in the community? Well, Calvin, it's not just these two. This is a reflection of what other men also of that status uh, are also thinking, uh, you know, would also be thinking. And that, uh, you know, and if you look at the social media comments, uh, that also reflects this kind of thinking. It's just that we don't expect it from these people who already are aware and, and, and grew up with organizations like the Crisis Center. And, you know, and it's really sending out a wrong, uh, the wrong message to other people that they are right, that this man should be forgiven and so on, you know. And, uh, and I, it, it's, not, it's not a personal attack. This is for the Crisis Center. It is the issue, uh, you know, at stake, the issue of rape at stake of, uh, you know, the heinous crime that rape is. And uh, in Fiji, we have high rates of rape. We believe only 5%, if not less, is reported uh, in Fiji. And the rest of the 95%, we never gets to see the light of day. And, you know, rugby stars are held up as uh, as heroes amongst the women and the men of this country and young men and young women. So uh, for for these two men to make those comments and being so involved with rugby, it is really 
you know, de- doing an injustice to the whole issue of rape and to the women of this country. So what would you say to these two individuals? Uh, I would say to them, tell them that please come and talk to us before you open your mouth. You don't know that. If you don't know enough about an issue and such a serious issue, then don't talk about it. You know, find out the facts. And some of the facts that uh, Calvin has come up with about 2% recidivism, that is for other crimes, not for rape. And, you know, we do global, we look at, we have been following all the trends throughout the world. Uh, rape, you know, rape, rape has high rates of recidivism. Rapists, uh, you know, do rape if they don't get the, just the treatment and if they do not, uh, you know, if there is no other deterrent. So, you know, so even the research is flawed. Uh, the fact that, uh, that uh, we, there, there are psychologists because apparently he's done his research at correction. And so he's believed everything that has been told there, and he hasn't analyzed the issue at all. So, you know, at corrections, apparently he's been told that there are psychologists there. I can vouch for that, that there is no psychologist in this country who is expert enough to work with rapists. If you look at rapists, we have read the literature, we have seen the research. Rapists are the hardest to change. Even people within corrections who have left corrections now have, have talked to us have attended our trainings and talked to us about how rapists are the most cunning of criminals and how they can hide uh, the true nature, their true nature, by being very nice and obedient prisoners, so to speak. So these two both should have at least had the decency to talk to me or talk to someone from the crisis center, or if you know if they don't like to talk to me, then talk to someone else from the Fiji Human Rights Movement. There, you know, enough feminist organizations here who have spent, you know, decades trying to bring an end to rape and worked on the, in this area. And, and so how do we really fix or address this problem? Like, do we now need like a national dialogue or something, something of that uh, scale? Yes, definitely. Look, for the crisis center, most of our programs are going out in the communities and so on. And Kelvin, this is an ongoing, ingrained, entrenched problem, violence against women and rape the most heinous of all, a rape of children and so on. It's really hard to shift the mindset, I can tell you. There are so many myths. The blame the victim syndrome is very much alive and so on. So, you know, so that work is being done. But then there are other circumstances that arise uh, when you have unemployment. It's not the cause, but this does contribute, uh, you know, pornography uh, and, uh, you know, and, and many other things. And then these kind of comments, when they come amongst, uh, amidst all of this, becomes harder uh, for us to do this work. But there has been a lot of changes. There has been, there's more reporting. The Crimes Act really, uh, you know, has changed the laws, the legislation around rape has made it better for, for survivors to report. We have seen an increase in reporting uh, and, and so on, uh, but, uh, but it's still is an issue that doesn't go away. Right now, the government, the government uh, with NGOs and other ministries, I mean, the Ministry for Women is leading this work. The National is in the process of, uh, of uh, working on a, uh, holding consultations on a national action plan for the prevention of all forms of violence against women and girls and has recognized patriarchy as the cause for the first time that that is the cause of it and then other are all the other uh, you know uh, contributing factors so that is a work in progress and that is taking it out to the people consultations with government 
ministries, with mini- uh, government as well as all the people we're trying to get out. COVID has been in a, an impediment that we can't go out into the communities, but the consultations have restarted and we're hoping to launch that by June this year. So that's a work in progress. But as you say, we need to talk a lot more about it. We need to understand the dynamics around rape and we need to look at it from the viewpoint of the people to whom it happens. And these are the women, girls and the children. Shamima Ali of the Fiji Women's Crisis Centre, speaking to Calvin Anthony. As an old Theodore, COVID-19 is now impacting many of our Pacific neighbours, with cases not only at the border, but within the community. I caught up with some of our correspondents in the Pacific region to get the latest. As this programme went to air, the number of COVID-19 cases in American Samoa was 718. Monica Miller, our American Samoa correspondent, has been stuck in neighbouring Samoa due to border closures and then travel restrictions. She's been keeping track of what's going on in the territory and how locals are feeling. People are getting over the shock that we now have this uh, disease in American Samoa because for two years we did not have any cases, but now every day there's um, cases and it's beginning to spread. Uh, Initially, it was uh, limited to the western end of the island, the spread, but now it's gone to the eastern side, although um, the islands of Aonu'u and Manu'a still have not recorded uh, any any COVID cases uh, thus far. And um, the health authorities are trying their best to keep it that way. But we are slowly opening up with... um, vessels going there because there are some construction works going on in Manua and also uh, flights taking health department personnel. But uh, the the emphasis is trying to um, have the people, the medical personnel and very limited medical personnel in Manua uh, trained in how to do the vaccinations and also to test the people there. 81.7% of the territory's population is fully vaccinated, while 86.8% have received their first dose and 43.8% have received booster shots. In Vanuatu, 295 positive cases of COVID-19 have been reported and four of them are in Vila Central Hospital. The Ministry of Health says one of the people in hospital is in a serious condition. Since the 1st of January, Vanuatu has recorded a total of 341 cases, both at the border and in the community, of which 297 cases have been reported in Sheffer province, which includes Port Vila, and 44 have been reported in Sumner province, which includes Luganville. Leah Lowanbu is a journalist at the Vanuatu Broadcasting Television Corporation. She says no deaths have been reported, but a case on Santo is being investigated. This woman has died. Uh, but there's no confirmation whether it's caused by COVID-19, but she's, she is tested uh, positive for COVID-19. Um, the Ministry of Health has said the investigation is still uh, happening to determine whether it's caused by um, COVID-19. 
Leah Wanambu also adds that restrictions remain in place across Vanuatu with a curfew from 8pm to 6am from Wednesday. In Port Vila especially, uh, that's where the biggest number of uh, cases is and there's a lot of um, uh, roadblocks that we have in, in communities around um, Port Vila stopping you know people from traveling around and everybody's at home. The latest COVID-19 figures from Solomon Islands show there were more than 465 new cases reported in the past weekend. This takes the total number of cases since January to more than 9,000. There have been 120 deaths related to COVID infections, according to the Ministry of Health and Medical Services. Our correspondent in Solomon Islands, Elizabeth Osifalo, says case numbers are now starting to drop in the capital Honiara. So um, compared to the past um, past month or so since we had the community outbreak um, of COVID here in the Solomons, um, from my observation, um, there has been a drop with the number of cases um, in Honiara, but it is pretty much picking up in the in the provinces. Elizabeth Osifalo says the government has been working to step up health services in the provinces. The Commonwealth of the Northern Marianas has registered its 31st COVID-19-related death as the island's health authorities look to ease COVID-19 restrictions as the number of daily cases continues to go down. Our correspondent, Mark Rabago, has more. Took a couple of weeks ago, the government allowed restaurants and other establishments to do away with temperature checks and sign-up sheets to monitor uh, their customers. There's also no more restrictions when it comes to people dining in or people going into public events. So, but people are still required to wear their masks outside and practice social distancing. I was speaking there to our correspondents in Vanuatu, Solomon Islands, American Samoa, and the Commonwealth of the Northern Marianas. And that's Pacific Waves. I'm Moira Tuila Epitela. Look at you. If you'd like to check out more of our content, go to our website, rnzi.com.